Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to share a few of my offerings that are coming up this month in September. The first is a six-week class series. We'll start on September 12th and we'll go through October 17th. These are my Monday evening classes on Soul Tribe Online. They This series is, has a theme called harmonic structure, harmonic structure. And as we settle into this early autumn Virgo and Libra season, we're invited to reorganize and harmonize. This series will help restructure your energy to create more freedom, ease, and harmony as we approach eclipse season, which is October, November. With each breath, sound, and movement that we make, we send out an energetic signature. In this series, we're going to engage in practices that leverage your willingness to play with these energies and build a foundation that is more balanced, activated, and luminous. So you can join Soul Tribe online at a link below in the show notes, or you can find all of my offerings on thirdeyescience.com. As always with these classes, I record everything and put it up on the class archive so you can um, really, you don't have to be there live, although I love it when people come to the class live. It's 5.30 p.m., Pacific on Monday evenings. Um, but if that time doesn't work for you, you can do it anytime. I put the class up on the archive right away, right after the class. And it's really available to you for as long as you're on Soul Tribe. So if you are interested, we also have a 10 day free trial. So come on on board and check it out. It's going to be a really fun, um, energizing harmonic series. I also wanted to mention that the next Third Eye Science Collective, which is essentially a group healing attunement activation session, um, will be on September 25th, which is a Sunday night. And that will be, we'll be working with the 
new moon in Libra energies. So that will really be again about harmony, balance, beauty, and um, really getting into our own physical, mental, emotional, and metaphysical bodies and balancing them all. So if you'd like to learn more, again, just scroll down the links in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. Again, that one is also recorded. So even if you can't be there live, it is available to you. You're held in the energy of the session, and then you will also receive a recording, which are great to listen to again and again. And finally, wanted to remind you all that I do hold one-on-one sessions. So if you feel called to work with me in a deeper way, I have 30-minute and one-hour-long sessions where we really can dive deep into opening, unlocking your intuitive gifts and connecting you with your guides. These sessions are really guided by your guides and your higher self, working with my guides and my higher self. And if you are feeling stuck and ready to uncover your gifts and find your truth, That really is my mission to help others find balance between their spiritual and logical sides and realize that these two aspects work better together as a collaborative experience. I find that clarity in the chaos can come through opening your third eye and unlocking your intuitive gifts. So please do join me. I work with Reiki, other um, energetic attunements, crystals as well, and they're all remote on Zoom. So check it out if you are intrigued. And if you have questions, feel free to let me know. And you can find all of that information on thirdeyescience.com. Now, enjoy the episode. Pain. What is pain and suffering? but a self-flagellation, a self-initiation, a self-information that allows you, invites you to look deeper. Why do you have pain in your life? The answer is found within. And 
the cure to your pain is also found within. Whether it's emotional, physical, or existential pain, you can release, surrender, and allow yourself the experience. You came here to experience a human existence. But you're not just a human. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. A multidimensional being having a simultaneous experience. And so you can call in that multidimensionality to resolve and answer some of your questions. Your suffering is really brought on by the mind. Simply put, your mind creates through distraction, discomfort, unease, dis-ease, creates this suffering because you're not willing to look within, because you're not willing to live the life of a divine emanation of light and love. And this may sound like a very far off, unattainable goal to be an enlightened being But the truth is, you already are an enlightened being. But you have all this distraction, suffering, pain, covering up your light. The more quickly you can accept the truth that you are enlightened, you are a luminous, gifted, powerful being, you will release all suffering. Be with yourself. Connect to your soul. Remember who you are and the light will shine. The clouds will part. The darkness will lift. And you too can be happy 
exuberant, free. It's all available to you. In any moment, when you connect through the breath and through your pure presence. And so it is. That was a message from my star community about pain, the topic I wanted to discuss today. What is your pain telling you? And I kind of feel like (laughs) I don't need to say anything more. They said it all. Um, However... (laughs) I'll bring you my human perspective (laughs) and some, um, as I find it's always useful, it's so much easier to relate to a teaching or any, any wisdom when someone shares a story about an experience that they have gone through. So where this is coming from (laughs) is that I had this, incredibly debilitating back pain show up, lower back pain, the kind of lower back pain where you can't really walk like a, you know, a normal person, like a person is meant to walk, the kind of back pain where you can't do all the things you're used to doing and you can't bend over and then you can't you know, twist and you can't turn and you, and sitting hurts. And (laughs) the only relief I had was laying down on a heating pad. And this happened, this, you know, so it really gave me, this was mid August. It was right after it was the week weekend after the Lionsgate and then the full moon in Aquarius. And I'm sure that had, you know, had some part in this. It was intense energies coming in. But that, that said, I realized that that wasn't just it. You know, there was this perfect storm of many things coming together. And my body was like, no, you need to lay down. (laughs) And so it was a Saturday. And, you know, I also want to say that it is really easy to come up with some like physical thing, physical reason about why we're experiencing pain. And I also, before I get too deep into the story about this physical pain, I also want to just say this can be also everything I'm saying can relate to emotional pain. And what did they say? Existential pain, like any kind of pain, suffering that we 
experience in our lives is an invitation to look deeper, to really tell you, hey, I'm trying, you know, your body, if it's physical pain, your body is trying to tell you something's not right. And it is more than just, oh, you shouldn't have done, you know, X, Y, or Z physically, right? Like I didn't, it wasn't triggered specifically, you know, in a moment, it was essentially a culmination of that week. I had started to feel a little bit of lower back pain and I kind of just put it out to like, just figured it was premenstrual because I, I do get lower back pain, um, when it's that time of the month. And, um, then I also had been doing these morning walks up, up the hill from my house and getting this beautiful view of the bay. And, you know, I kind of was like, oh, it was like this hill walking up and down was new. And I kind of felt a little something as I was walking up. And then that morning, Saturday morning, I did a morning practice. I was doing an immersion with Paramatma Siri Sadhana. And it, the final day we did bowing Jap Sahib, which is with Jap Sahib, which is a, you know, a beautiful mantra, a prayer, a um, in the Sikh tradition. And you, with this practice, you bow, you're on your knees and you bow into essentially child and then come back up and you do it over and over and over again <laughs> for 20 to 30 minutes. And it, I felt fine while doing it. And then it was just, and then I recorded last week, last time, the episode, the last episode of the podcast that morning, I went to the farmer's market, like had a really great morning. And then just later that day, it just started, you know, get tense, tense, tense. And then it was like, oh, I can't (laughs) function like a normal person. Like I expect to function. And so, um, The other thing is then I had an event that night. I went to a friend's wedding and I still, you know, I still went. It was important to me to be there, but I also knew like physically it probably wasn't the best thing for me. And then the next day I was able to completely rest and just lay on the hot, the heating pad, which I had to go get because I didn't even own, like I didn't even have a bottle of Advil in my house. Like I just have never had anything like this happen in a very long time. I used to struggle with um, upper back pain more like like 20 years ago, 20, yeah. Um, but I haven't had it in this acute way. And then this, I'd never had a lower back issue like this. I know many of you have, like that is a very common thing. And so the obvious things are, okay, well, what's also going on in my life, like work, stress, all the things, like what's, what's happening here? And so Monday, I was, I, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I worked from home and would like sit at my desk for my Zoom meetings. And then in between Zoom meetings, 
sit on the couch, like, you know, somewhat reclined, working on my laptop with the heating pad. And it was just not enough rest. And I finally realized I had to take a couple of days, give myself a couple of days fully off. So I actually took two sick days, Thursday and Friday. And um, I also acknowledge like the incredible privilege I had in doing that. But so I was able to give myself four days of completely relaxing, resting. I wouldn't call it relaxing. (laughs) Um, So that gives you a lot of time to contemplate (laughs) these things. (laughs) And the obvious one was, was work was like, cause then it did after four days of resting it felt so much better. It still wasn't 100%. And I would say even now still is not today 100%, but it is so much better because I really gave myself that I surrendered to it, right? I wasn't trying to solve it. Like I wasn't trying to figure it out. What did I do? Why did this happen? It was like, okay, this is my body telling me to rest. And so that was number one, was like, you need time off of all, everything, (laughs) not just work, but everything. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't even teach my yoga class that week, uh, which was a first. And I didn't record a podcast, like didn't, didn't do any of the extra things couldn't do my normal walks, runs, of course, were out. Even most yoga postures were not accessible to me. So, oh, and even, you know, a huge part of my life is sitting in meditation and that was painful. So it was like, oh, I'm not even going to be, you know, given the opportunity to do the thing that brings me the most joy and comfort in my life, which is meditation. And so I I still would meditate. I would sit as long as I could. I honestly, I could do like an 11 minute sitting up meditation. And then the rest I would do laying down, which is not the same. If you've ever tried it, (laughs) it's just not the same. (laughs) And I was okay with that right? So I also learned like, okay, you don't have to be, because I can also sometimes be very rigid about my practice. So I had to get very flexible about it. Even though my body wasn't flexible, my mind and my emotional state had to get very flexible. And I realized that it was really a huge opportunity for me to integrate all of this energy that was happening, all of the expansion that's going on for me. I have this, I feel like, and I I think I've even talked about this on the podcast, that I feel like 
a you know a caterpillar transforming in the cocoon but i'm not yet a butterfly i don't know what the butterfly is even going to look like <laughs> i have glimpses like i think i know but the truth is the caterpillar does not know how to fly until they are fully a butterfly <laughs> and that and i've felt this way other times in my life and it's these you know these cycles of death and rebirth and so i really felt like i was in the midst of this cycle and i still am really i still don't feel like fully my new authentic self <laughs> more embodied in who I am meant to be, who I am becoming. But what I do know is that it is, that is what's happening. And so sometimes pain happens and it may look like you just hurt yourself running or you, you know, hurt yourself in a car accident or you, you know, you had some sort of traumatic event but really, it's the universe, your soul, your guides getting you to sit down or lay down and stop all the going, going, going. And we, especially in our culture, we fight it. It's not, you know, we don't, it's not comfortable to slow, slow down. Even someone who meditates for hours a day, like me, was like, wait a minute, I, what do you mean I can't do the things I normally do? I can't live my life the way I want to and the way I'm accustomed to. So it was really this major shakeup for me. And so just offering that as... um an opportunity for you to look deeper into perhaps you're going through something similar. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's not pain. It's, it's like something not functioning, right? Or maybe it's some kind of a really deep emotional pain and it's asking you to look at it. So, and our bodies are so connected to whatever is happening in our energetic field. So our bodies often do reflect this message of you need to pay attention. This, what you're doing right now, and that, you know, it could be not in this moment, but in the greater, like, ethos, the greater hemispheres, atmospheres of your life in that moment, what is happening that your body is finally like, no, no, <laughs> you need to stop. And that's not to say that it means you, you have to like quit your job or stop running forever or, you know, I never do bowing job sahib again. It's not that. It's it's that in this moment you needed to rest. You needed to slow down. You needed to look it within even deeper than you already do. That is 
really what our pain is trying to get us to do. And those of us, you know, who get chronic, who have chronic pain, it is, I invite you to step back and really look at the big picture in a integrative way. What's going on in my life? What's happening with me? What, you know, it may even be from some very long ago trauma, core wound, self-worth issue that you still haven't, you may not even be aware of because you're just not looking. You're just trying to, you're using your brain, your logical brain to seek out medical answers. And those medical answers may not resolve the issue because it's actually a much deeper you know, it's a symptom of something that is so much deeper than this physical body. And it doesn't mean it's your fault. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, that you're not an evolved enough to realize it. It means that you are in a place where you're ready. This issue came into your life. I believe that we kind of map out our lives before we incarnate. We sign up for certain experiences, traumatic experiences, so that we can learn and grow through the process. And so when these things arise, it's really like, good for you. You are evolving. This is your opportunity to fully dive into what's, you know, how your life is meant to transform you on a spiritual level. The saying is, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And it may sound like just this, you know, Instagram quote, (laughs) but it's not, it is, I, I truly believe that. And that at the same time, that's not to say that like these systemic, the systemic bias and programming that really puts certain people at disadvantages, that's not to say that that's your trauma to clear. It's not your fault. None of this is your fault. And at the same time, you did sign up to be in that group, you know, that identity. And that is part of your growth. And on a cultural level, we will evolve on a collective level. We will evolve when each of us does the inside work, the inner work 
to gain greater peace and harmony within and to truly know ourselves. That is how we then automatically, each of us, uplifts the collective. And every time you have a healing, a transformation, a new insight, that becomes available to the entire collective. So you're really doing a huge service to humanity by allowing yourself to go through the process in a intentional and gradual as it needs to be and enlightened way. You don't have to solve all the problems through your mind. We want to use our mind, our incredible tool that we have, our brains, to support this intuitive knowing, this to be able to take the actions that you you receive messages about and to be able to do the things that will then create more harmony within your body. And they can be as simple as like really just surrendering. And so the last thing I just want to share or offer is that it can also be um, just an indication that, okay, it's time to shake things up. Like maybe the routines and habits that you've established for yourself have supported you until now and it's not working anymore. It's not going to support you. It's not contributing to your evolution anymore. And so even if that means it is the thing you love, maybe it's time to let it go. But only you can answer these questions. No doctor is actually going to be 100% correct on these things because they are not you. You have to trust yourself. The doctor may tell you, oh, you know, I really don't think you're ever going to run again or whatever it is. But do you believe that? Do you want that to be true? Do you, do you really know that in your heart, in your gut? Because that is where the real answers lie. And I also do fully encourage you to get the support you need, you know, to ask for help from healers and, um, and even, you know, the medical, I personally really, I've, I believe that 
the having an integrative approach to medicine is really the way of the future. Having the scientists and the long, you know, traditional, ancient traditions coming together. This is how we find the balance. But I, I do fully believe in in um, engaging with <laughs> science as we, you know, as we learn more and more. And it does not override your intuition. It cannot be the end-all be-all. Because science is learning more and more every single day about our world, about our bodies, about everything. I mean, even just energy, physics, like we're still learning things. There are still truths in physics that they don't really know why they can't really explain. It's so interesting to me. We just, there's so much far beyond what we can comprehend. And yet at the same time, you are a multidimensional being with access to source, (laughs) which means all of the answers can be found within you. And that It's, you know, it just requires a lot of reflection, self-awareness, and journeying inward, inward, inward to find that space of stillness and presence where you can really merge with that unity that we have access to. And then in that place, You can, if you're still enough, you can have access to all the answers. And so it's a process. (laughs) Obviously, I have not fully, I'm not a fully enlightened being who has no issues but I am willing, I know, I believe so, so fully in my body and soul that these practices, meditation, yoga, moving, breathing, stillness, silence are so critical to my remembering who I really am, to um, really getting into my fully embodying my all that I am, which then gives, will give me access to all the gifts of every incarnation I've ever been, ever will be. And so this is why I'm so disciplined and dedicated to my practice. So I hope that was helpful for you. And even if you are not going through something right now, I am sure you have had a moment in your life or will in the future 
where you have, will have this kind of experience. And so wanted to plant the seed to maybe not fight it as long as I did (laughs) and surrender to it and allow yourself. Cause the truth is like, yeah, if I don't show up for that Monday afternoon meeting that I run, like the world will still revolve. The place where I work will not fold. (laughs) Like It's, it's kind of interesting how self-important we can, we can, delude ourselves to believe (laughs) that our work or our families or, you know, our social circles can't function without us because the truth is they can and they will. And you are also a critical part of that. And you being healthy and joyous and free is also a critical part of that. So thank you for listening. Please feel free to reach out. I always love to get DMs on Instagram um, or Facebook. Let me know if you have any questions. I always love to hear comments about the episodes. And if you want to support the podcast, please follow, subscribe, rate, review, And share this episode with someone who you think would resonate with it or really needs to hear it. All right. Love you all so much. Have a beautiful week. Sat Nam Namaste.